0: This is the This Is Water podcast with Bob Forrest. Recorded on location in Hollywood, California. Here's your host, Bob Forrest.
1: This is the This Is Water show with Bobby Forrest and Nate DeMann behind the board. There you go. <laughs> that was a good one, right? Energetic, like yeah. morning radio.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here Zany we go. sounds. Bah.
1: We've got some emails coming in from, actually, they're not emails. They're just texts from like Dave, Becky, Chase Bank, Ian Brennan about Holland. I'm going to Holland in like yeah. a week and
0: a half. But speaking of emails, you guys should send us emails because, I mean, I know we keep kept saying that and not reading them, but that's because I was saving them for dark shows
1: for dark shadows.
0: So now we should uh,
1: I have an email from shadows. my mother. Shall we read it? I uh, since you're mentioning emails. Good morning, my young prince. That's not me, that's Elvis. And she sends pictures of horses. But oh, jpeg image. What does that wants,
0: mean? I don't know. Oh my god. It probably doesn't she didn't attach it. She copied oh, it in there. Go something. to
1: download. Anyways, it's technically um a podcast this is water and but you, really it's just me and nate sitting in the living room of my house talking and today we have a pet special silent guest connor's over on the couch not saying a word
0: well, so you, maybe you could hear him laughing right <laughs> maybe.
1: so nate came over see this is very all real life this isn't some professional radio show not that well, our radio show was very professional we but were just on a network this is nate no coming network. over while i'm trying to install a tv Yeah, well, that was
0: a wall mounting <laughs> tv thing, TV
1: thing okay. and i don't have the right equipment so then a guy <laughs> that was getting plastics out of my plastic trash can i asked if he had any nails and then he did he have a drill Just drill, like, zip it, and, and do it for you i'm gonna have to go back to home depot that's uh, what i've decided
0: i need to go to home depot i want to get weather stripping for our doors
1: i got a portable heater now my room's too hot yeah, it's been cold remember. in LA. And it was cold It, it went from
0: 90 to like 40 degrees. 40? Uh, for, yeah, it was freezing
1: weird. yesterday morning. Not This morning was a little better. So, anyways, it's just life. And life is life. Nobody wins. Nobody gets to walk between the raindrops, waltz between the raindrops.
0: Unless you're at that art installation and the computer is That's controls what I, I want
1: to do. Rain, means. it's called. I want to go like there. Yeah, Mocha. I was at the Walt Disney Theater past weekend, and I saw one of the most boring fucking things. You know, here's how classical Is music works. Classic? No, I saw
0: that. That great. I need to hear about,
1: though. Yeah, we're gonna talk about everything that I do every day, every week. <laughs> so I went to the Disney because Strauss and Mendelssohn, right? Mendelssohn, I okay. like. Strauss, you know, if it's what I like, Strauss, if there's. Girls waltzing. But there was no girls waltzing at the Walt Disney Theater. And it was and so then afterwards, walking out, and I heard people saying on the escalator, that was a very difficult piece. And what that is in classical music sense boring. is boring and almost unlistenable. <laughs> but you're weird. trapped in a fucking room with these people playing it. So the the Mendelssohn was great, should have left at the intermission thought, oh, Strauss, I'm feeling in a Strauss mood. Fuck Strauss. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> it was boring. Why would you even waste your time writing like a 50-minute boring fucking...
0: Classical music takes some getting used to. I've only been to the Disney Hall twice. Once was for Craftwork, which was awesome, and once was Lou Reed played at the little theater downstairs. That's not the Red Cat. And he just improvised. But it was like that where people were all walking out of there. No, that's why it wasn't in the main room. (laughs) But
1: that that was a difficult piece. That was a difficult piece. So from now on, whenever I see a band that I don't like, I'm going to say, that that was was a difficult difficult group. That was a difficult group. So anyways, I went to that. Beginning part was great and part was bad. Then I did go see Dracula with Philip Glass. I didn't know Philip Glass was going to be there. I thought it was only the Cronus Quartet. Philip Glass himself was at the Ace Hotel playing piano along with the movie. It was unbelievable. Yeah. So, so then it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It was like an hour and 20 minutes went past in like five seconds. So it's over, and then we're just raving about it. And Chrissy was loving it. And we were just like, that was so fucking amazing. The way they did it. The movie's playing, but then when it's not dialogue and it's going to be a a part of the Philip Glass music that he played, lighting from behind them, the Cronus Quartet and Philip Glass were behind the screen, and then the light would light them up and they would be inside the movie. It was so cool. I tried to take photos of it, but it didn't look right. He had to be there. So... So, But people were laughing, and I found it irritating myself. So Bell Lugosi overacts a little bit in Dracula. A lot of the other people overact. If you're not a classic movie kind of fanatic and watcher of classic movies, it does look really funny. I mean, if you go see the goofy, horrible shit movies that they make these days... With the, with their, Transformers 19. Yeah, yeah. If you go watch that... Um, or the understated grace of, say, Leonardo DiCaprio, if you're used to that kind of acting, when you see 30s movie acting, it's pretty overacting and pretty funny. So the audience was laughing constantly. And it wasn't funny, and it was irritating, and it took away from Philip Glass's music. You know what I mean? The whole thing seemed like a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And so I just... I just thought all oh, these assholes are laughing. You should have seen the L.A. Times review of it. Did you read it? Mm-hmm. Oh, the guy wanted to kill those people, but it was the whole house. It was like, it was like if there was fifteen hundred people there, a thousand of them were laughing at the overacting, right? Wow. That's okay. the modern American stupidity. So this guy then says the thing was ruined, and I wanted to write a letter to the editor saying it wasn't ruined for me. I got to see <laughs> Philip Glass. Like, it was fucking awesome just because people were laughing at the overacting in the movie Dracula. And um, so, you know, I'm getting into going to th- event things like that. Like, going to see bands. I-, I went to the Echo, like, a couple months ago. It's just, like, bands are so... I don't know. I you can't get the into Echo? them. I went to the Echo Plex to see some band, like, two or three months ago. I can't even remember their name. <laughs> and, good, huh? But bands just... Even when they're good, even when I go see, like, Ryan Adams or something, I just lose uh, my patience. Uh, You saw me at the Kasami Washington thing. I was good for about 40 minutes, and I'm out of here.
0: That's pretty par for the course for you, though.
1: I know. But I don't leave early to fucking Philip Glass or Mendelssohn and Strauss.
0: Like I don't, I don't remember if you even stayed for all of Leonard Cohen at Coachella. It's like, no, it's always I was not. Like, you <laughs> I always, <laughs> like you'll, you'll make it if you make it three fourths through a show. I'm impressed. I'm old.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think the the Mars Volta at the Greek Theater. I keep revisiting that. That night. was like 2003. That was magical. That was ten years ago. They were the most magical bl- band on the planet. Why do they? Why do they? Well, here's the interesting thing So that's the new thing also is You just when a group gets good You break it up And form some other Not so good group
0: Don't forget that The Mars Volta Was that already uh, for the, At the, the, at the drive-in
1: <laughs> Who I thought was awesome Then They had a band called uh, DeFunct or Not DeFunct uh, DeFacto De DeFacto Was the other one Spartacus is a guy Who never was in Mars Volta's side project Yeah But DeFacto was Omar and Cedric
0: Okay
1: or, And Cedric was the drummer So anyways, so then bands break up. White Stripes, Kings of the World, break up. Radiohead makes Kid A. Tom York makes solo records. So it brings me back to the fact that the musicians themselves don't have enough attention to stick with something. So why should I? (laughs) And I really do think that Tom York sidetrack with all his uh, Apex Twin wannabe stuff is what made Radiohead miss the boat on becoming Bowie. How about that for a theory?
0: Did they miss the boat? They're kind of like, they made okay they, they it, kinda it, headed it, towards U two territory instead where they're like pretty much the biggest band.
1: Yeah, but re, re Yeah, so. but <laughs> repeating this the radiohead formula. Okay yeah. okay computer is such a step from the bends and then you know like Hill everything is like since a Hail the below. thief has
0: been exactly the same pretty much. Yeah.
1: In color was the same. Even even the one that had there was a song on Amnesia that that sounded the same as a song on Kid A. It exactly is. the same. It is the same song. It's the same song. It's a
0: different arrangement of the same song.
1: Oh, that's, what why would you do that for?
0: Because both albums came from one session. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, anyways, they recorded like forty around. songs and made two albums. <laughs> well,
1: Kid A is a masterpiece, and that other one's not so good.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the leftovers from the first one.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so all these bands are breaking up. So then, I'm, I want to like somebody. I want, I want a new band to rise up and be that band that that the Rolling Stones were, that the Chili Peppers are. That, you know, that you can always depend on. They're always going to come around every year or two. They're always going to be good. They're always going to write a, a song or two that you really like. For, you know, and there's no bands like that. My morning jacket. That's
0: like Foo Fighters now, I guess.
1: Oh my God! Don't even start with me, Foo Fighters. Oh,
0: I didn't say I liked them. I'm just saying they're they're kind of filling that role. What you're describing right there, like that kind of band that just like maybe there's one good song on the record, maybe or one hit radio hit. Everlong anyway, is
1: the only good song. <laughs> <laughs> what album well, was that?
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't even know the names of the album. That's a great song.
1: No, the Flying Song. Well, it's hard to separate them from their goofy videos. I like the yeah. Flying Song because the video is so good. Yeah. But, but my Morning Jacket was my band. I got their new record. and I'm just not that crazy about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So music is in quite a state. That's what I, my feeling is. And also, there's so many bands. Like I'm, I'm looking at, you know, because I want to go out. I can go to Golden Voice things. I always go on the Golden Voice website. I don't ever know the bands that are playing at the El Rey <laughs> or Fonda. And, that, and I try to know. But there's just so many. Like Grimes and AK Twigs and this and that and the other thing. Like there's far too many things and all of them are not so good. Yeah. Right?
0: There's a lot of meh.
1: So, which brings me to I'm playing in Holland and I got the lineup and I'm very excited. That's what you wonder what is this tirade or what is this kind of thing? I got the lineup for that festival remember i texted you this morning and i yep. asked le so guess who festival it's the guess who festival holland this is no. great kasami it's like three days kamasi washington i never say his name right the pop group faust she used to be good was it faust isn't she a girl feist faust is that faust. the girl
0: faust is a german uh like can kind of girl what was the other girl feist feist yeah oh jesus See, you got bands with the
1: (laughs) same fucking names in the the different bands. Okay, so Kamazi Washington, great. Pop group, you know the pop group is? Yeah, it's pretty classic. Yeah, that's like from the 70s. Then Ariel Pink at Los Angeles. I'll go see him. Josh Pearson is really good. He made one good record that I have that you downloaded Mm -hmm. from me and
0: stole. You stole it from me. I probably bought it off iTunes, really. Oh, okay.
1: And then. Adrian Shearwood might be good, but I doubt it.
0: He'll be doing some dubby stuff. Yeah. D- dubby DJs. And then
1: so. look down here. Oh, here's little Bobby Forrest. There's Bobby Forrest yeah. there. Right above the DJs. DJ oh. PayPal, oh, Lee, Jay, Lee Gamble. But I'm just looking Maybe, forward uh, to Maybe Maybe Kamasi
0: Washington will be on the same stage after you. Oh, really? Maybe. Who I'm knows? playing
1: it's at 10 o'clock at night. That's, that's a good I mean. slot.
0: Yeah, but you're probably on the like the Gobi tent stage, you know.
1: Gobi tent. That's fine with me. Any tent is fine as long as I get to go to Holland. Now, look at all these. All these people are are DJs. I'm obviously thinking or are these bands? Rats on Rafts, Modulation, Jessica Moss, probably Jack other bands. Name. These are bands. Probably. So I'm bigger than these bands.
0: Or they're on the next day. Like I don't know how they have it. Oh broken my down God! This playlist. is the
1: next day. Then it starts with Suno. Yeah. Oh, this is the Saturday. Okay, Sun yeah, you ever yeah, heard them? They're like a, yeah. a metal, dirge metal. Yeah, uh, I'll go see them if I can stay up that late. But you I got Elvis. I don't diagram. know but Elvis. Are you taking me. Elvis to Holland? Yeah, I'm taking Elvis. Oh,
0: don't let anybody give him any brownies.
1: I won't. Os Os Mutantus is playing. What day though?
0: That's probably Sunday if you kept going. No, Lightning Bolt is playing. Yeah, there's tons of people. It's like a three or four day festival. It's
1: fucking crazy how many people playing. are
0: playing. But Ain't this too. gets me.
1: But <laughs> who are all the, are these bands or DJs? Hopefully, There's like 40 more down below.
0: Hopefully uh, all those people that email me over the last decade will come see you. Like,
1: yeah, come on, Holland.
0: Come on out. Like, when is Thelonis Monster coming to Holland?
1: I'm there. Chelsea Wolfe is playing.
0: Are you going to figure out how to play Body and Soul? You have to. I'm going to sing it a cappella.
1: I decided I'm going to sing it a cappella. Just,
0: you can't. Just figure out different music to go with the words.
1: (laughs) I'm going to sing it a cappella. What's wrong with that? Well, maybe not. We'll figure it out. I'm just trying to get...
0: Well, even if you sing it, they'll probably be happy. you got to do something. I'm trying to get an airline ticket. I still don't have an airline ticket. It's so fucking expensive to travel. How much does it cost to go to Holland? 1700 bucks. And that's probably economy, right?
1: I'm just going to put Elvis in the suitcase.
0: (laughs) Just, just leave him here. No, no, save, no.
1: Save your two
0: grand. No, no, no. He, he well, won't appreciate no. Going I'll, put him, I'll say
1: right before we're getting on. I'll say get in the suitcase, wheel him on, and then just have him sit on my lap.
0: I don't think that's gonna work out for you.
1: Get good press if I got caught though.
0: You'd get press. I don't know if it'd be good. <laughs> You'd be on TMZ with like. Well, I tried to kill myself. Rehab guy That's tries why to. know me in Smuggle in child and people briefcase. know me
1: in Holland because I tried to kill myself on stage. So I imagine smuggling. Did your you try? Did you really? Seems, I was thinking it about that. It seems
0: more like it was an Eddie Vedder kind of just climbing around nonsense. It was a nonsense. one
1: uh, one up Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Because all Eddie Vedder did at that show, and they made such a big deal about it, was He's he climbed on the on, on the cranes that hold the TV screens. That ain't scary. That's like twenty feet. Go up there, hundred feet up. See how you feel. I felt my ballsack. I was so petrified <laughs> once like, I got uh, up there. Now I have to get so back down. So if you're going to kill yourself and you climb to a tall thing and you're too scared to jump, does that mean you still want to kill yourself? It means you don't want to die.
0: Yeah.
1: There you go. So you really just don't like how you're living, and if you don't like how you're living, you could change that. So um, and life is good. I mean, I'm broke, but I'm trucking along. <laughs> painting from you so i must not it's be true. too broke um nate is a great artist you should go to his website nate the dot com or whatever
0: you're the only person who calls me nate the man
1: pete weiss calls you nate the man
0: yeah that's because you did it all well some people do it but only people that know us from like me from you
1: yeah and nate the man i think it's a great name it was back in there in the howard stern days Everybody had a title like that.
0: Well, the, it's more like all you and all your friends with your punk rock names, and you all give each other nicknames. Yeah, yeah. That's Mine how I Mine is took Bobby it. Like, Buckskin. Yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. know about that. <laughs> I'm like, I never liked that name. <laughs> I could be Nate the Asshole, or Bobby Buckskin, or Woodrow, or Anthony whatever. still
1: calls me Buckskin. And That's people are okay. like, what the hell does that mean? I go, you don't want to know. But I'll tell you now. So I wanted... I was not a good, I don't like pot, and I think it's, you know, it's not for me, let's just say. I'm not going to give my opinion of pot, but I do know a lot of 50-year-old men that still play video games, so I don't well. really know what the point of it all is. But, um, but so then when I was, when we would be on the road, those guys would smoke pot. Dixon and Pete smoke pot all day long after, you know, getting over dope sickness or whatever. And so, and I never would. I would drink, but then drinking ruined the show. So then once in a while, I would think, oh, I I got to get into pot. I'm going to get into pot. And I, I would smoke pot with them. And then I would immediately take all my clothes off within an hour. I would just be naked. And I'd be. It just made me always want to be naked and think about things. And I loved everybody, kind of like ecstasy for other people. So it was a really bad thing. They didn't like me naked. They didn't. Pete didn't want me telling him that I loved him. Well, he didn't really like that.
0: He probably still doesn't like that much.
1: He's liking it better as time wears on. But I do love him. But. So I got very like how people get on ecstasy and it was very irritating to everyone. And so then... Except for fleeting. So they started calling me Bobby Buckskin. And then if anybody was ever going to give me pot, all those guys would try to stop them from (laughs) smoking pot with me because they didn't want me to be naked. (laughs) So that's, that's why I don't smoke pot. Like everyone, you know, Pete went back to smoking pot after being sober for 14 years. That's why I don't. I'll be walking around Beachwood naked. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe when I was a junkie it wasn't so bad seeing me naked but nowadays I don't know if you want to see me naked <laughs> so and that so that yeah and you had a name producer Dave had a name yeah. producer Dave we'll why would you rather him. be producer Nate no Nate the man's a good name yeah it works who's home we're well, actually I don't even live in my own home I live in a home with a bunch of guys Wow. Oh, yeah. And They're nice enough to let me use their dining room because I have my own dining room table in my That's little hobby. I don't
0: know why we don't use that one.
1: Because I, I don't like here? all my stuff fucked with. <laughs> yeah, but I don't mess. With you stuff. gotta move that table and plug yeah, in I things. I don't like that. We could do it in the garage, but it's so freezing in there. So, anyways, life goes on and on, and politics. Life goes on and on, and politics. You know how flip I am. I saw Bernie Sanders do something funny, and I liked him. He he was telling jokes. He was like really. He was really cool. No, do I think he's gonna get elected or change the world? No, but I I I saw Bernie Sanders in a human way, and I liked what I saw. So, how it's gonna unfold? You know, this Carson's gonna. Be the Democratic or the Republican nominee. It's pretty obvious. He's the only one that um, is not batshit crazy. Uh, speaking of
0: Ben Carson and bats,
1: he's just crazy, a racist. I saw a great, He's just racist.
0: I saw a great video of him yesterday where he was uh, talking about how the aliens built the pyramids to store grain. I believe that. No, st- to store,
1: store grain? Store grain. Oh, big no, big thought, solid rock objects la- to store grain. To th- I thought
0: they used it for to land their ships With little tiny paths. Only in the movie Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you saw that in the 90s, and you're like, yeah, that's, that's what that was. It was yeah, a documentary. No, it was obvious.
1: <laughs> and they needed a marker for where the oil was. Yeah,
0: James Spader taught you all about it. No, but Kurt Russell had the guns. What's
1: funny is... The idea that everything is circulated around around oil, around energy—that's yeah. what the, all the theories of alien transport. They're coming here looking for energy. Everybody needs energy, right?
0: If they have a good carbon system, sure.
1: Yeah. Well, we just need less people. Way, way less people. I'm not. I'm not I
0: think China just lifted its one-child. I know. Too. That's Isn't that bad crazy. Call. We need to have that. I think.
1: Well. But be, I don't have kids. I'll be so. <laughs> dead before it all really hits the fan. Maybe if lucky. <laughs> twenty third, twenty. I think I got twenty years left. So that's uh, what's that? What would that be two thousand thirty-five? Yeah, things won't hit the fan till like two thousand fifty, I think. I where the where Malibu will just sink into the ocean. And that
0: might happen by then. By that
1: my period. lifetime. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, they'll start slowly, but it's not going to happen like in a. Like in a movie, you know, no.
0: But it'll just slowly it'll just erode away. Be another foot up every year. Yeah.
1: But um, and then all these people, all these millions and billions and millions and billions of people. So I was talking to a girl last night. I called, called Directv. I got my bill. It was one hundred ninety dollars. I thought somebody was charging porn, and then I realized my discount of HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. Went off. You know how they give you like twelve months of free HBO. Well, it went off, sure. and then it goes up forty dollars because the bill was like one hundred fifty. Now it's one hundred ninety. And so I called them, and I was like, "Isn't there any way you can do?" It? And I got hung up on. Got called back. It was like a two-hour ordeal. Finally, I got a great gal on the phone, DirecTV gal, and they always tell you, "Here's a here's a here's a strange corporate procedure." So most of the time, when you're talking to Direct TV, like tech support. Uh, pay your bill, you know, like simple stuff. It's in Pakistan or India or somewhere because you can tell. Sure. Then, but then when it's when it's to negotiate Money new deals and con- your contract, it's a, and they tell you what state they're from. She said, "This is Lenore from West Virginia." Just now, you're talking to an American, <laughs> is what she was saying in yeah. some overt racist corporate way, and so she was great. She got me $5 off LHBO, $5 off Cinemax, $5 off whatever the other one is, Showtime, $5 off my DVR box. So reduce it to $20 of the 40 that it was increased. So guess what I did? Canceled I ordered NBA net season pass for $200. Why? Because I want to watch basketball. You can watch basketball on I ESPN know. four That's or something. That's what Chrissy said. There's like five show, five basketball games. You can't all the year. watch every single Clippers <laughs>
0: game though. <laughs> There's
1: five. You watch Clippers, Lakers, and the ESPN or TNT show any night of the week. You can watch three teams basically. I'm sure. six and that costs teams, you nothing. Three <laughs> games and costs you nothing. But I could watch twelve games all day and night long. <laughs> So I got it because the lady was. So and you'll nice. still
0: watch a- T- TMC instead. What you're not,
1: you're missing the point. Is I called because my bill was 199.1, and to you added to Now my bill is <laughs> 210. But I got all the NBA games, and
0: what more could you ask? They played for? you for a sucker. I'm an American, <laughs>
1: and that's how America works. So life goes on and on. I'm starting a podcast with Dr. Drew this Sunday. Ah. He wants to have one of just me and him. It's called This Life with Dr. Drew and Bob. I'm very excited. That'll he doesn't want to talk about really that much about addiction. He wants to talk about life, yeah. our lives. Because I spent a weekend with him and his wife. It was very nice in New York City. And we went out both nights, Friday and Saturday night. There's a helicopter. Angelina Jolie's kids. They <laughs> They're getting dropped them. off to school. They're getting dropped <laughs> off to school. They got to film it. They do. They just live right over that hell there. Yeah, there you go. It's weird. Like you would think they would live somewhere else. They live like like a block away from me. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. If I was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, I wouldn't live a block away yeah, from someone like me. They
0: don't live in Malibu or something.
1: I'm sure they have houses all over the world, but they they live right over there. Yeah. So crazy. Oh, um cuz you know people. how I know? Cuz the dry cleaning lady, lady told me. Dry cleaning lady told me.
0: Do they, do they have uh, their headshots? Yeah, they the got an autograph there? of yeah. Brad
1: Pitt in the dry yeah, yeah. cleaner. And I said, where do you, how do you know Brad Pitt? And she's like, oh, he come here. And I was like, oh, my God, where does he live we around here? We should make here? a headshot
0: of you so you can give it to
1: him. <laughs> she, I said, does he live around here? And she said, yes, up by Hollywood Lake. I was like, oh, my God, I'm neighbors with Brad Pitt. Who knew? You never see them because for those of you that don't live in Southern California, the new mode of transportation for the elite, super rich, super famous is these weird Mercedes-Benz vans that are all blacked out. Have you seen them around town? Yeah. My friend has one. They cost $225,000. And when you get inside them, they have couches, TVs, Wi-Fi, computers, it's like, because it, it's the modern way, because everyone, traffic is universal to yeah, even Brad Pitt. Fun. Warren Buffett, yep. when he comes to L.A., is in traffic. So they got this new thing where it's kind of like an office living room while you're in rush hour traffic. And so now you never see anybody. It used to be, you'd be driving down the street in some Mercedes or something, you'd see the, the celebrities. Now you never see them because they're in those things. I forget what they're called. They're called the particular thing, like. But it just looks like a Mercedes-Benz van, blacked out, black, 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 black windows, black. You can't see anything, and they're in there, all of them. Tom Hanks is in there, yeah, all at the all, same time. Yeah. <laughs> so if you Arnold Schwarzenegger's in windows. there. They're all in there. It's not some. And you see them everywhere, right? I saw David Lynch at the 101 Cafe the other day.
0: Oh. Was he smoking?
1: No, he was planning a new TV show, so I guess he's doing Twin Peaks. Yeah, the, They had all the they, planning on No, going they're already out. doing it. I know. They had all the scripts out on the table. I, was thought, I thought, this is Hollywood. This is old fucking Hollywood. When you go into a restaurant, the greatest director in America is sitting there with his fucking people, and they're going over the script.
0: Him and Mark Frost. Is that who it was? Probably it was they, like, it was it was like
1: six of them and they had that hidden booth at 101. And I just kept looking over at him. I was like, "Oh my god, that's David Lynch right there." Yeah. That's a motherfucking king. we did a radio show for him. Yeah, no, I I've, I've met him, but he doesn't meet he doesn't remember meeting people. I don't, I think, don't think he remembers right, anybody. I don't
0: this think
1: he, next person that I am introducing (laughs) that's what he did because he had this backyard like this backyard thing that you have to pay money to go see this book reading or something and he was the introducer and he just came walked right in walked right to the podium waited there uncomfortably for like 11 minutes until the thing started he didn't sit down with people because he didn't want to talk to people he just went right to where his you know hit his mark He hit his mark, he stood at the podium, and he wasn't on his phone. I was watching him the whole time. He wasn't on his phone or anything. He just stood there, erect, waiting. Then (laughs) they began. The woman stood up with the microphone and said, we're going to begin now, and then cut to him. He gives his speech. He walked right out of the building, right into to, the, his, car. to, the, to his car and left because I, yeah. I wanted to meet him. I was like, whoa, 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 where are you going there? Some of the people here are paying money to be here. Not me, but some yeah. people are. So, <laughs> so anyways, he was over there going over the script. It was very exciting. So then I Googled what the fuck he was doing because last time I heard, he wasn't going to do Twin Peaks because no, they weren't going to give him enough money.
0: They already turned the town. Like they set up the town. Where? Same place they shot before. Where? In, in well, Northern Oregon, I think. Oh, shit. It's way out. It's not yeah. a. It's no, not, it's the same not like exact in the place. valley. It's not in no, the valley. No, no, actually up there. Maybe Southern Washington.
1: I Anyways, it was exciting seeing real Hollywood going down in the 101 Cafe. Okay. You don't see that anymore. You see it all the time. I've read, you know, when I was a kid, this town was so different. Riding elevators with Milton Burrow and he'd make penis jokes. Wow. That was the old days. To you days. as a child, because it's a and that's my great thing. No, I was like nineteen then, and <laughs> he um, he was talking to his aide, helper, nurse, whatever, and he made a cock joke. And I remember thinking, because he's known as a cocksman, yeah. like I rode in an elevator with Milton Berle, and he made a cock joke. That's fucking magic. That's L.A. right there. That's L.A. baby, <laughs> right across from Hillcrest Country Club in a medical building. So weird, because I'm sure he was getting his cock checked all the time by that time. He was like 80. But, um, you know, that, that's the Hollywood I grew up in. Like, you used to be able to go up the street there. There was another restaurant there. Now it's, now it's Patty Peck's restaurant. But at the Beachwood Gates, you go in there and people were in there like actors. Nate, what's the guy that got, um, Ned Beatty. He used to live across the street, the guy that got raped in Deliverance. Yeah. And every time, I'd be in there eating, and every time I'd look at him, I'd think of that rape scene. Eating a piece of bacon, (laughs) I'll get him. (laughs) But that Hollywood doesn't exist anymore. He
0: probably still eats in there.
1: I don't think he lives there anymore. Everyone, you know, everyone like that sold their houses because the property values went up so much. He owned the house right when you, when Beachwood dead ends through the gates, that was his house, this white little house. It's only like two blocks away.
0: I never that house
1: the- he probably bought in the '80s for four hundred fifty thousand probably like money. three point four million dollars. How can property values go up so much? It's ridiculous. Because that means that people can afford to pay that mortgage or that rent, I and guess. they can't. Yeah. So it's just so crazy. So that's my two cents. My neighborhood um i do live four doors away from where i lived when i was 20 years old i lived see that house right there to the right there's a duplex building and i lived right there four doors away from here wow 35 years ago that's how far i've gone four doors but I've but I've been a lot, at a lot of doors. <laughs> I've had a lot of doors. I just returned home to where it feels safe, and everyone in one time or another is living Beechwood. I want a Beechwood revitalization. I'm sick of Silver Lake and Echo Park. You know, not cool people. Like, see, because cool is a word now that really like is it cool to have a beard and mustache, twirly mustache, and have the tight pants down to your boot? I don't think so. Your really some expensive do. shoes. Yeah, it's not cool, right? But that's what the east side is, right? (laughs) Mostly. The the pants are so tight down to your ankle. I don't get that. They've been like that for 20 years. That used to be a girl thing.
0: Yeah, but those were just like Salvation Army clothes to begin with. Now they're buying pants that are like that that they paid $500 for. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the shoes are like got to be like $500. So... So I don't want the cool people of Echo Park and Silver Lake to move to Beachwood. I want the soulful people they of Echo Park and Silver Lake. Yeah, they're, it's they're cheaper like here, here than downtown. Now it's it's cheaper here than Silver Lake Echo Park. That's why I, don't I don't moved know about here. That. It is. It's it, it, on Beachwood. You can get a one bedroom apartment for like fourteen hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't get a you can't get an apartment in Silver Lake for fourteen hundred yeah, bucks. A one not. bedroom? No way. So everyone, soulful. I'm changing my language. Do you see that? Soulful people need to move back to Hollywood. It doesn't have to be Beachwood exactly. It could be the flatlands of Hollywood. It could be Franklin Hills. Mm-hmm. But the soulful people that used to live in Hollywood who moved over to Silver Lake Echo Park need to move back, and we need to make Hollywood the soulful place because now all the lame, cool people moved to Silver Lake Echo Park. Now we'll know where they are they used to be in Beverly Hills. That's why we lived in Hollywood. Then they moved to Silver Lake Echo Park. We moved back to Hollywood. Then they're all over there. And then you don't have to look at anybody with beards mustaches and tight pants that go down to their ankles with the four, $500 leather shoes.
0: They all still work over here, though. Where do they work? I don't know. They don't in, work. In the Those people don't work. Sure.
1: I saw one dude working at Home Depot. They it's have so the a hipster mustache? Yeah, yeah. Wow full-on beard and hamster
0: twirly mustache. Speaking of mustaches, we should talk about your Movember thing. I know. Since it's I, now out there. There's a new Bicycle Thief song, sort of.
1: Well, it's Bicycle Thief, kind of. Um, it's called changes. It's a song I wrote with David Bowie in 1969. <laughs> People didn't know that I was a co-writer of that.
0: As popularized on his album, Hunky Dory. Yeah, I was eight years you, old. You took I was eight, I was yeah, that, that bad handwriting on the back cover, that That's wasn't me. David Bowie. That That's was me.
1: You. So... I just redid a song David and I wrote uh, <laughs> with Josh and Rachel and her sisters. And, and Anna, uh, it's
0: basically you, you, it's Bicycle Thief and that dog. That dog mixed together. Yeah. Together. <laughs> it comes but together for this union. But Anna of this did song. The backing vocals on the Bicycle Thief album, if people yes. don't know that, or yes, a lot she did. of them. She made she it sound all, so pretty.
1: So. So the bicycle thief. Oh, you're suggesting she's part of the bicycle thief.
0: You could. Ar- one could argue that
1: Anna Warrker is part of the bicycle thief in a way. So, so we did this song, and it's Wide World Band. What's it called?
0: I think Worldwide Band.
1: Worldwide Band. It's called. You can go on worldwideband.com Band or net or sure. dot org. World check, Worldwide Band.
0: Check out Band. Uh, the Bob Forrest Music Facebook page for the. Oh, Bob Forrest Music. The proper, music.
1: Com, the proper li- li- links to a song I wrote in 1969 with David <laughs> Bowie called Changes. I don't know if any of you have heard it. It's very much like um, the Oasis song on my 2004 album. <laughs> 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 that is funny. So anyways, it covered David Bowie's changes. I know it sounds lame, but it really wasn't because Josh Klinghoffer was in charge of it and it sounds fucking magnificent. And so, and it's part of this Movember mental health and addiction awareness stuff and suicide awareness and Movember is an interesting organization started by a bunch of crazy drunken guys from Australia and Ireland and they dared each other to grow their mustaches. This is how I heard it. From When they explain it, it's much better because they have Irish and English accents. Yeah. And like. So we got together at the pub and, you know, and so it's just like, you know, you got your prostate checked, you your prostate checked. And so originally Movember was about prostate awareness. Yeah, so like and then they cured it, basically, or they made all, everyone aware to get their prostate checked, right? So they wanted to shift gears this year to do mental health and addiction and suicide. And so somehow this friend of mine, Greg, who produced a couple of my records knew them and we all got together and I said, and really I was just going to be a consultant about the mental health suicide thing because they could get taken to the cleaners by these fucking charlatans that work in mental health and addiction. Mm. And, you know, I didn't, I wanted them to be very cautious about who they trusted and who they helped and who they got in bed with. Cause there's so many scumbags involved in mental health and mental health addiction problems it's just I don't trust anyone in that field of, of industry so I was just making them aware and we kind of got to talking and they said oh well, what you know are you interested in doing a song and they wanted to do um with a little help from my friends and then I asked Josh and he was like oh haven't everybody done that song and then I thought of this song I wrote years ago just like that. Somewhere
0: in the back As of your I, in mind. In the back was of my mind, song. I
1: thought, you know what? I wrote a song, Josh, before you were born.
0: With, with David Bowie. <laughs> with little David Bowie. <laughs> Who has his
1: prostate checked, right? <laughs> and uh, he's going to go mustache for this thing. Goatee mustache. So, anyway, so now it's coming out, I think, tomorrow. It's out. But it's the big the oh, the big, big, rollout big rollout of out November is tomorrow. It's The fifth. Anytime here. What's the fifth Today's today? the fifth. Oh, it's today. Okay. But so I, should, I guess
0: I should post this soon. You're I, I've been stay. posting it on Mondays, though. Oh, yeah, like on Mondays is good.
1: Anyways, podcasts are the, my thing now. I was with Marin. Now I'm doing a show with Dr. Drew. I know Adam Carolla. I did a bunch of podcasts when I was on tour. I, I went from knowing nothing about podcasts four months ago to, no, to knowing very much about podcasts. I'm not saying all about podcasts. I know that it's $25 per 1,000 listeners advertising. Did you know that? That's and the matrix.
0: Sort of, yeah. That's on the low end, but sure.
1: Well, that's a, that's <laughs> a fair meter. But, well, so $25. So if you have 10,000 listeners, it's $250 a commercial, right? Per episode. Yeah. Right? We bundle that per month. That's $1,250 per month. Sure. You get six advertisers. You don't have to work. Yep. That's why everybody's trying to do podcasts. That's a good matrix. Uh, when I was working at Los Angeles, running a hospital, I made twenty-five dollars an hour. People's lives in my hands. Twenty-five dollars an hour. Have a bunch of people listen to you talk about so nothing. T- tell your about friends about nothing. this is water.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I've n- I was on a, the most popular podcast called Dan and Dan Show. It was really great. Like the editor of the Cleveland uh, of the uh, of the Philadelphia Inquirer or something. <sighs> And Dan is a, is a music critic, a writer, and then Dan is this radio guy, NPR radio guy, and they have Dan Dan podcast. And it's the most popular podcast in the Midwest or in the, whatever in that area, right, in, in Pennsylvania. And we talked about nothing. We talked about, like, music that we liked. Yeah. We talked about nothing. Then I went on Marin where I think, like, oh, now they're going to talk about something. And it's talked about nothing. I've been talking about nothing for fucking decades. Yeah. I'm the king of talking about nothing. I can talk forever. (laughs) So so podcasts really fit my thing. So what I want you to do, people, I want you to send this the best This Is Water episode. So I know some of them are good, some of them are bad. The Elvis one is really great, but you would have to explain what it was. But anyways. Send a, a This Is Water podcast to one of your friends who doesn't listen to podcasts. And this is because I've become podcast aware and I want to make podcast awareness. Podcasts are badass. <laughs> they really are. But this is I,
0: radio. It's radio that you could listen to whenever you want. Yeah,
1: but radio is so... But we can't so, really play music. So. Uh, but radio was very... Um, Organized. This is very disorganized.
0: So fuck.
1: Or you can't. Yeah, and you can't listen to it when you want to or whatever. So I want. But I want to. I want to start an organization of podcast awareness. People that are scared of podcasts, like I was. People that don't know what podcasts are. People that think they have no time for podcasts need to listen to podcasts. And all of us podcasters and podcast listeners need to help enlighten the uh, non-podcast people. And so what I believe is, and this is a self-promoting marketing tool of mine, if the first podcast you listen to is the This Is Water podcast, you'll probably keep listening to it if you like it. So listen to me, people. Listen to me at home. I don't want you to send like a boring one or one that wasn't so good or where, you know, get the best This Is Water podcast, which I think the Elvis one is the best one, but but one that is entertaining, funny, whatever. How about this? How about this? Because I'm thinking right off the top of my head. Find the pod, the This Is Water podcast that you think best fits the podcast unaware person that you're going to send it to. If they like music, send them the music one. If they like politics, send them the politics one. If they're like, if they angry people, send them one, one of my angry ones. If they're happy, if they're drug addicts, whatever, send them a podcast, a This Is Water podcast, not a WTF podcast, not a Dr. Drew podcast, not an Adam Carolla podcast, a Bob Forrest and Nate the Man This Is Water podcast. Send it to them and ride their ass until they fucking listen to it. If you can do that for me, I'll blow you.
0: <laughs>
1: well, well, unless it's a girl, what would you do then? The, the, yeah, I don't know. I'll, bu- I'll buy you lunch. <laughs> I will. Come up to the Beachwood Cafe, I'll buy you lunch. Huh. Text, me, text me when you get there. <laughs> <laughs> it is the best restaurant around here. It's never open, though. I always go up there and it's not open. So I always go to 101 by default. 101 is so fucking loud. Ben Harper owns 101, right? I saw him the other day. Maybe. He nodded to me in a knowing way of two guys that wear hats all the time.
0: So Why are you back to your old hat? Because that, that... I just that, noticed that. Somewhere. No, the
1: grand hat yeah, you just got is only hat. for music. This is my uh, drug treatment hat.
0: It's though.
1: I know, I'm thrashed. <laughs> I've been doing drug treatment for 19 years. I'm fucking thrashed. I want to have the magic of putting the music hat on.
0: I don't know. <laughs> I, I, can't I think tr- you don't like the new hat. You spent all that money, so you have to wear it, but <laughs> you don't like it. You're like, I do eh, like it what I fit look my like. head right. I, look
1: li- I like what I look like in it, but it's very uncomfortable to wear. <laughs> so you got to
0: wear it in, man.
1: I'm going to wear it in. All right. I love you guys. Please get somebody to listen to This Is Water. Make, you know, most of us, you know, we don't know what to do. I just didn't. I was scared of podcasts. So get a friend to listen to this podcast.
0: And email us at thisiswater at gmail.com. And Bob will answer your questions. Okay. So
1: I opened it with a morning radio energetic thing. Now I'm going to go out with a classical music thing. That was Mendelssohn's a 12th Movement with Violin. And this is the This Is Water podcast. We are bidding you goodnight.
0: You have been listening to the This Is Water podcast. Email us at thisiswaterpodcast at gmail.com and follow Bob on Twitter at AskBobForest.